0: Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. Um, I'm the honey badger, and I'm here to give it to you very transparent, straight, and blunt about the RV business. You know, I've probably recorded this episode probably five times now, and by the time I get to the middle segment, I'm cussing like a storm, and it's just something I don't do on this podcast. I try not to do on this podcast. So we're a little more echoey today because of a lot of furniture got moved around. So you're gonna have to forgive a little bit of the echo, echo, echo. Um, But look, I'm going to cover a couple things per request, one of them being RV interest rates and where I see them going. I'm also going to cover the used RV market today. I want to correct a couple of YouTubers that, well, screw it. I'm just going to say their name. Wingman Wisdom needs to stop talking about the RV business, man. And I'm going to go over why. He really needs to. I don't, I'm not going to bash the man, but I think like half of his, half of his information isn't even close to accurate. And the other half doesn't have context to it. To me, it just feels like he seems like a nice guy just from his personality and his camera personality. He seems like an incredible dude. And I think his heart's in the right place, but I I get really tired of false information. Um, Pardon me. I got the sniffles really bad. Um, to, To me, you had to, you have to work in the industry in this environment right now to actually give somebody context, um, to show up in a Hawaiian shirt and sit in an RV and do a podcast doesn't give you the feel. You know, it's like a pitcher in a baseball game or a, or a quarterback in a football game. You know, you come up with a game plan, but then when you execute... You have to make adjustments. You have to feel the ball. You have to get the feel for the game, a feel for the ball, a feel for the, feel for the seams. And a lot of these YouTubers out there, and I'm excluding my boy Josh and Miles and Matt, they're in a different category, and I'll tell you about that later. But for me, if you're not daily going through the grind yourself, and 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 on top of that you bring in guests one of the guests specifically says he owns an rv dealership but the way he talks i just don't believe he's part of the day-to-day operations i think he just hates camping world literally it seems like every guest that wingman has hates camping world and they're all dealers so it's kind of hard to take their, their information seriously when you have a grudge against the Walmart of the industry. <clears throat> God, man, I really got bad allergies today. Um, it, it's crazy how I'll sit back and watch some of this information and just cringe like, what the hell makes you think that? One of the things, and I'll go into it later, is about the used RV market. Now, as far as Josh the RV nerd and Miles and Matt, who does towable and RV reviews, um, I have nothing bad to say about them ever. They're good guys, they're full of knowledge. I will say that things have changed within their uh, content because there's a lot more on the line and a lot more to lose than there was four years ago. I'll give you an example. Okay. So I got a comment on a video I did on the main channel and it said, uh, you know, it it was a question. It was like, why is Josh the RV nerd not covering the topics you are and I My answer was very simple. Like there's a, it was just, there's a lot on the line for him. First off, when you talk about the big fellows, 269,000 subscribers, you know, probably at minimum 200 million views. When you're talking about the brand he built for himself, It's different when you're in the position I am in right now and what Josh was in when his family owned the dealership. And I'm covering this because I think a lot of you have this on your mind because what I noticed was over 70% of my subscribers subscribe to Josh as well. So I think that you guys have figured out that you can get some of the information from him and I'm going to come in and mop up and go over everything he can't. It's not that he doesn't want to, it's he can't. Just think about this. We are in a world, we are in a world where if Josh says the wrong thing, there's a bunch of corporate attorneys that will get involved and he makes one false move that pisses somebody off at a factory or at a bank Or at the actual corporation itself. And he loses everything. So there's a lot on the line. So there's no longer the complete transparency like it was. It's different. He's had to evolve. He's had to adapt. He's had to become someone that is politically correct. He's had to be a little more charming and diviner about i can't tell anybody the bad stuff about anything everything's amazing everything's incredible doesn't matter if it's a little ten thousand dollar trailer or it's a five hundred thousand dollar diesel there's nothing bad about it welcome to having to be a part of a corporation welcome to being a corporate the face of a corporation and that's what josh is He's not just one of the faces of the industry. He's the face of this direct corporation now. There's rules. And I just made the conscious decision with my channel that, you know what? I'm going to take what I think he's going to say, and I'm going to take it to another level. So that way you're getting all the information and he can keep doing what he's doing. And you're still getting the same info. So that all being said, don't think that don't think that Josh doesn't want to say a lot of things I say. Believe me. I bet you if him and I had a conversation face to face, I bet you he would give me a high five. I bet you that he would say things like, man, I wish I could say the things you say sometimes. So don't think that He wouldn't say it if he could, because if he could, he would. So I want to make sure that's clear, right? So I want to go over what Wingman Wisdom was saying about used RVs and you being married to them. First of all, the used RV market, yes, has dropped off a cliff. I'm going to agree with everybody on that. I did a video on that a year ago. And warned. I am way ahead of everybody when it came to the used RV market. And what I said was, yes, values are going to drop off a cliff, but all they're really going to do is correct themselves. That's what the RV market's doing. It's correcting itself, and it's still going through a correction. The correction isn't the correction of, oh, it's crashing. We already had a crash. What it's going through is the normalization of what a normal market is a normal market is not building 650,000 freaking RVs it's not building 546,000 RVs that's how many were built in 2021 and 2022 what is normal is right around 400,000 that's normal sometimes 370 sometimes 430 but right around 400,000 is normal and the market's flooded right now. It is so flooded right now that between Canada, the United States, they average about a 20-month supply of new RVs in stock. Guys, 20 months takes you almost into September of 2025. So the factory doesn't realize that what they did was they crashed the used market, crashed the new market, but yet dealerships still have a bunch of inventory and stock. Here's the truth about why used RVs were correcting themselves because new RVs corrected themselves. It's about to happen in the truck industry. Wait till it hits the truck industry. It's going to be a disaster trucks and rvs are different because when it happens to trucks you can't get unstuck in the rv market in the rv world in the used rv world you can get unstuck and let me explain how that works so with the used rv market it has declined in value but really it corrected itself in value because the new dropped with it. So when you use a dealer financing company, when you go to a dealership, a lot of times we can get 120% of the bank value for a new RV and about 110% of the bank value on a used RV, okay? Now there are exceptions in all of that, I don't have time to go through all that. If you want to, you can go to my main channel. I got a bunch of videos on that. Okay. But reality is that if you're $25,000 upside down in a trade-in, then it will be easier in this market right now to trade it in with either zero cash or minimal cash, get out of it, and get into a new one. You're probably wondering why. Well, the reason why right now is because dealerships are willing to take massive losses on their new inventory to get the used inventory bought right. Now, what you're not being told and what, the, what wingman wisdom doesn't want you to know is the difference figure between what new trailers and fifth wheels and motorhomes are being sold for back in 2021 versus your trade-in, the difference figure hasn't changed. This is what I mean. In 2021, let's say you were buying a $100,000 fifth wheel, your trade-in probably was worth 65 grand. Now that same trailer today, new, new fifth wheel is being sold for 70 grand and your trade-in value is 35 grand. What's the common number? The difference figure. The difference figure between the new units and the used units hasn't changed since the beginning of 2021. That is almost three full years the difference figure hasn't changed. Now, I don't know when it's gonna change it could go on another six months, it could go on another year, it could change in three months. I don't know. I don't know where the bottom is on that. But if you are in the market to buy something or you wanna trade yours in, you have to stop the old school. I get a bunch of comments in the last couple videos. Oh, you're full of crap. You're full of shit. You are so full of BS. This is BS. No, it's not. The truth is, if you want out of your used RV into another one, this is the market to do it in. It doesn't matter if you're in Florida, it doesn't matter if you're Texas, doesn't matter if you're near Alberta, Canada. Doesn't matter where you are in North America, this is the moment in time where your trade-in value doesn't matter. The difference figure does now it now here's a disclaimer if you have an idiot for a dealership who doesn't think outside of the box like i do that's their own damn fault and hopefully they go out of business because they're being idiots but the reality is is last month i took in nine trades out of 11 deals i did at this little small location i took in nine trades average was buried seventeen thousand dollars and I think between the, the nine customers, I think I collected a total of $12,000 in cash. Divide that up. That's less than $1,500 a person that they had to put down to get out of their old one and get into their new yen. So you're not married to your used RV, to your current RV, unless you want completely done and over being in the RV world. Unless you're done camping you're done with the RV life, you are not married to that unit. Now, here's some advice. You could take it for however you want. If you wanna tell me I'm full of crap again in the comments, go right on ahead. You can, I'm still gonna keep throwing gasoline on this fire every video, so you're gonna have to tell me I'm full of crap in every video, okay? Right now, you need to have the discussion at the dinner table every night. What do we want next? If we're $25,000 buried in a motorhome or $50,000 buried in a fifth wheel, what do we want next that we can live with for the next 7 to 10 years and not be upset with? Because let's remember that a lot of you who own 2021s and 2022s and maybe 2020s bought whatever you could find, not exactly what you wanted. This time, even though the market cap, the the, the time frame is shrinking on you, you still have time. December, January, February, you have at least Two and a half more months, that's 10 to 12 weeks before I could even think that that window's closing, okay? Get together and find out what you really want and then how much more you're willing to pay a month. That way when you go and research this, you can sit there and say, "Okay, at nine point nine nine percent over fifteen years, this is my payment that I want to be at." So this is what I need to shop for. You know, if you're at three hundred dollars a month now, how much more are you willing to go up in your payment to get to the next rig that actually makes sense for you and the family? See, those are the discussions that should be happening, not. Oh my God, what are we going to do? We're $30,000 dollars upside down. Nobody will want to buy our nobody's buying our rig because what we owe on is what they're selling new ones for. It's completely different than the truck industry, folks. The truck industry is going to be full of repossessions. I'm telling you. <clears throat> the biggest difference between the auto industry in the RV industry is it's easier to help you bury negative equity in an RV than it is in a car or truck. And let's remember if a dealership, let's say for example, I, I took a $15,000 loss on a toy hauler last month, okay? I made up a little bit of it in the bank kickback that I got, but not all of it. I think it was like a net 12 grand loss. I got a great trade though, okay? So the people were $27,000 buried in their trade. Well, 15,000 of it got buried up with the bank because I took a loss. So realistically, between what I bought the fifth wheel for versus what they're financing, they're only financing 12 grand of their negative equity. The rest of it got absorbed in the loss that I took, okay? now. Does that mean that tomorrow they didn't lose 20% of its value because of sales tax and depreciation? Come on, man. I'm not stupid. But the reality is they're in a nicer unit that they both like, that they both can see themselves in for the next at least 10 years. And they're happier than what they, what they had. They had a monstrous, monstrous fifth wheel and now they're down to something smaller and they're happier and they had to come out with exactly zero money out of pocket. You have to be up here not thinking about how upside down you are. You have to think about three solid things. Number one, how much cash down do you wanna put down? What makes sense for you? There's a saying I have. I tell people all the time, especially let's say they're just, it's extreme and I need five or six grand down to make the deal work. Okay. And the people said they want to put nothing. Okay. You give them the option and they, they either love the new coach more than they love the five or six grand and the old coach. That's a bottom line. I have one guy right now that understands this concept, he has tried to sell his rig for six months, can't sell it, finally traded it in and said, you know what, you're right. It's impossible to sell it because the banks are just not financing like they used to unused. And I go, it's not that they're not financing, it's the values dropped. I said, you gotta look at the difference figure. And when I wrote it out for him, he went, why didn't I know this? And I said, because old school mentality doesn't work in this environment. Old, man, old, school, uh, old school keeps us broke. Old school keeps us from our dreams. Old school doesn't make you rich. And I'm not just talking money-wise. I'm talking about life-wise. There are a lot of old school things I do love and adore and still stick to today. But that old school mentality of, what's my trading worth? $16,000, I owe 40. I'm not taking that kind of hit. Okay, how about, hey man, what's the difference figure? Forget what you owe. A better question to ask anybody is, hey man, I found this unit. I really like it. Me and my family feel like this is the right unit for us. What's the difference figure between my trade and the new one. I'm telling you, the biggest secret on God's green earth is to make sure that you negotiate, or not negotiate, work with a difference figure. So if your difference figure is 30 grand plus the loan, you know you're financing X amount of dollars, you need now X amount of dollars down. It's so much easier to mathematically and figure out your budget based on the difference figure, not what your trade-in's worth. I just had a guy with a Jayco tent trailer, okay? The guy is an old-school dude. And I gave him what his tent trailer's really worth, and I said, but I gotta put it into context for you. And when I put it in context, he goes, so it's, it's about how much of a check I wanna write. And I go, exactly. It's not about what the value of your trade, it's the difference figure. And he told me, this is how much I'm willing to write. And we were about a grand away, and he called me back and he says, I found the grand, let's do it. And then he came by and gave me this big handshake and said, you're the first guy I've talked to that you made everything make sense and there was no bullshit in it. So when I see comments that I've seen, I just go like this. If you're watching on YouTube, here. All you guys that want to make negative comments towards me, brush you off my shoulder, pop my collar, and say, brother, I help out more people than you ever have. So go back to your mama's basement and go watch the Donald Trump versus Joe Biden thing and go hide. Because right now, in this moment, education is power. And I want to educate and empower every RV buyer so that way when you go buy yours or you go trade in your old one, you feel like you're empowered. You're not like you're going to, I'm going to outbeat the RV guy. It's no, I understand how this works. I understand how this whole process is going to unfold. There's no surprises. And both sides, it's going to feel like there was no struggle and yet you're going to feel like you got a great deal and the dealership's going to go, thank God, we got a piece off the lot and we got something used that we may be able to make some money on to make up some of the losses we're taking. Also, throw in there this, guys, there's a lot of states out there that do the sales tax based on the difference figure between your trade and the new one. And that difference figure, folks, saves you money in sales tax. I did that for a guy because Nevada is such a state. I show people, here's what you're actually gonna get in sales tax credit. This is this, this is that. And the look on most people's faces when I work with them are like, where the hell have you been? Well, it isn't where the hell I've been. It's why haven't you told other people what you want to accomplish? Why do you wait to come to me? I know why it's because they can sense that I know what I'm doing, but still, you know. Okay, let's talk about RV interest rates. RV interest rates How do I put this without sounding like a jerk? RV interest rates are going to stay high for at least probably 3 more years. Okay. Few reasons why. We are the last in, we are the first industry to spike in interest rates and we're the last industry to come down in interest rates. Now, interest rates right now in this moment today are higher at the credit union than they are at the RV dealership banks. I'm gonna repeat that again. As of today, December 8th, 2023, your credit union has a higher interest rate per term than the RV dealership banks do. And this is a normal trend. This happens a lot where they trade in and out. This will change again in four or five months where credit unions will be the same or credit unions will be lower. It's a cycle that happens. They never, they sometimes meet where they're the same and then there's times where credit unions are way lower and banks are way higher and then they flip flop. And right now the average interest rate at a bank is eight and a half and the average interest rate at a credit union is nine and a half percent. So you're talking about banks that go through RV dealerships are on average one percent lower rate-wise than the credit union, okay? So you're talking about about a one percent gap right now. That will probably increase to one and a half Probably 1.75 before it changes, starts changing the other direction. A lot of that is at the credit unions right now, so you guys kind of have understanding how the money is transacted. The credit unions right now are low on capital, so they're borrowing money at a higher rate than most of the banks did for the capital they're using to give out loans. You had a lot of defaults so far on business loans. You've had a lot of companies that have ran out of cash, that credit union bank, that bank of credit unions. You have a a lot of credit unions that are bidding for loans that are massive construction loans for different vehicles of sports entertainment like the, the Las Vegas A's. That's going to be financed not by investors only, but also there are several credit unions that are making bids to get that loan. They can't simply lend that kind of money based on the capital that's inside their members' banks that or members' accounts. That's going to have to come from an a, 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 a amount of money that's going to be taken from the Fed. Okay. So that's the cycle. When credit unions start running low on cash capital to lend out, they then borrow from the Fed. While regular banks like Bank of the West, U.S. Bank, Huntington National Bank, they have a direct link to the Fed. So that's the difference. So the money that a lot of these lenders have right now in the RV business on the dealer banking side right now, they have cheaper money than what the credit unions paid for theirs. And then that cycle will come back and forth because eventually you're gonna have a bunch more members. You're gonna see probably the biggest swing. I love this prediction by one YouTuber I was listening to the other day. There's a prediction that there's gonna be a big swing the other way where bank people are gonna get away from banks and start going towards alternative banking like credit unions. So that swing will happen again but probably around July, August of next year, you'll start seeing it balance out, and then banks will be higher, credit unions will be lower, and they'll just teeter totter like that. It's teetered a lot totter like that for like fifteen years. hasn't changed. Um, so you know, don't don't look at the teaser rate by your credit union. Look at what the real interest rate is. So. Like for example fireman's first credit union is at like 9.49 percent over 180 months if you go down to an 84 month term they're at 799 on an rv you can get eight and a half or 899 on a 15 year term so let's say you get eight and a half versus 799 you get a lower payment uh, maybe a little bit higher interest rate but you can pay it off whenever you want Here's the biggest piece of advice I could ever give to you. Buy when interest rates are high because you'll get a better price. I'm going to repeat that again. Buy while interest rates are high because you're going to get a better price. Those of you that don't believe me, hey, spend more when rates go down. But when rates go down, the people that bought in 2023 and the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2024 are going to sit there going, we're in a great position because we bought when the market was at the bottom at a higher rate. We refinanced it, saved 150 bucks on our loan, plus shrank the term. We saved even more money. So again, folks, don't wait. If you're ready, willing, and able, don't wait. Waiting is only going to cost you money.